Hey y'all, I'm Esmeralda. Welcome back to La Coalición. I'm here with um two of my very cool colleagues, and but I will let them introduce themselves. Hey everyone, uh, my name is Jesper Dosena. I've been a community organizer for over 10 years, but I've also been a professional <laughs> astrologer for uh, about two and a half, three years, but have been practicing and studying astrology for nine plus years now. And uh, yeah, I'll pass it over to Brian. Thanks. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Brian Sanchez. I am the lead organizer for the Yenling Coalition for Immigrant Justice. Been organizing now for around maybe around uh, close to almost two years. I uh, had experience in that, have no experience in astrology. So uh, very excited for this podcast to learn a bit more. You know, me and Brian actually started on the same day. Oh, we signed yeah. the contract same day within the same minutes. And you're both cancers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought that I was actually, I thought she actually started later than I did. No. Oh, I think that's interesting. If you both <laughs> like signed the contracts and started on the same day, there's like a birth chart for when you both started work. Mm. There was like a time if you signed it at the same time. And then like, obviously the sun or the season was in there. The moon was probably the same day, obviously. So I uh, just got out of a strategy session today. Just flew in from... Uh, Oakland, California for this uh, strategy session that was really amazing and put on by Esmeralda and the Shatan Adelanto Coalition, the Free Ligaya Coalition as well. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to be here for this uh, podcast to talk about astrology and organizing. And I guess like the icebreaker is to uh, guess the signs, right? Guess the signs of the people. Yeah, hopefully you weren't paying attention like a bit earlier because I think I did say it out loud. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just <laughs> give it give it your best shot. Yeah, that's OK. Um, uh, it's kind of funny because I actually I would have guessed. Well, no, I, I think I think those like line up pretty well. I think I might have guessed that. But I also would have guessed like some tourist placements. But but because um, of his outfit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wait, is it Taurus? Because like I got Western wear, kind of like cowboy just stuff. Just kind of bougie, you know. Like, <laughs> really? oh, I, I, I was kind of going for like working class chic, but all right. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna guess uh, Taurus placements because um, this is my first time like formally meeting you, more mm. or less. But I know that I've I've seen you like uh, like on the Shatan Adelanto. Uh, Instagram as well as the social media and I'm always like yeah you're just like super stylish so Taurus rules like and is associated with like fashion and material security you well, know, I only resources. own five shirts so it's good to know that they're all good <laughs> there we go but um, we were gonna guess signs right but yeah I mean I did say earlier like I, I kind of like spoiled it at the beginning I didn't realize that we probably should have been guessing it but I, I am uh what is it a cancer son and a Leo moon, so. Leo. Leo. Oh, okay. Can I see the rest of your chart? Uh, I don't know if I could, like, figure the entire thing out. I mean, it's just, like, that's, those are the only two ones I got. And is there more? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> There's a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how'd you look it up that it's a Leo? Uh, I went on something called, like, a moon calculator. Interesting. Oh, okay, yeah. let me show you something then. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, like, you know, what is... So, like, what does that say about me? I'm kind of curious. Well, it's interesting. I could have guessed, like, maybe those two signs. The mm -hmm. first one I would have guessed would be Taurus because Taurus is associated with, like, fashion and um, material security and, like, clothing and do, you know, in the beginning, like, in this organizing, um, I think of, like, are my basic needs met? But if your basic needs are met, then, like, somebody might get, like, an extra, like, you know, nice outfit and, mm -hmm. and feel good in it and, and 
that's what Taurus is associated with. But oh, okay. yeah, but uh, you said you're a Cancer Sun and a Leo Moon, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I would be curious to know whether that Leo Moon's like accurate. It probably is. That makes sense. But like, um, depending on the time that you were born, your moon sign could shift like back and forth between like the sign of or the sign before. But Mm. yeah, like Leo makes sense because Leo is also like associated with self-expression. So perhaps like self-expressing through fashion, Leo's associated with like beauty and yeah, creativity and, you know, fashion and art is also creativity. But uh, Cancer checks out because I don't know too much about you. We're just like kind of formally meeting, but uh, Cancer's also associated with like food and family and perhaps even like in this organizing work that we do in community organizing it's associated with like food workers or protecting like yeah definitely cancer is also a protective sign i don't think i could figure it out okay let me what if you read it out loud i'll i'll plug it in for you all right you read it to me okay what time were you born at brian 10 a.m just exactly 10 a.m yeah and on the san Bernardino. Oh, you from the Dino. <laughs> kind of come full circle, right? Like I was born in San Bernardino and then I moved away and now I'm back. Now it draws you in. And now I'm going to be the technical astrologer and ask like, did you get that time from a birth certificate? From a birth certificate? No, uh, just kind of like anecdotally. Okay. Uh, my mom tells me like, yeah, like, yeah, 10 a.m. She would always joke that like, oh, you were born in the morning. That's why you're such an early riser. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. I think like, uh, yeah, that, that make that checks out. That makes sense. Uh, but I, as a, like a professional astrologer, I always like recommend people to really look at like the exact time if they have it available to them to look at a, a birth certificate because, you know, like when our moms are giving birth to us, there's a mm. lot going on in that moment and, and things like that. So, um, the reason why the birth time is so important is because it determines the time of your birth determines your rising sign. Mm-hmm. And then that determines what your first house is out of 12. And then it will determine all the houses in zodiacal order after that. So depending on the minute that you're born, it'll determine your ascendant or rising sign. And then it will go in zodiacal order. Oh, so, okay. so like, yeah. Okay, so what do we got here? So um, <laughs> I'm just going to go off the planets if that's okay. Yeah, sure thing. Okay, cool. So you have the sun in Cancer at 25 degrees. Mm. Uh, so the sun is our, um, it's our personality. Uh, it's your personality. It's your vitality, the type of energy that you bring into a room like when you walk in because when somebody is like a Scorpio sun or a sun in Aries, it's mm. usually pretty obvious for the most part. Not always, but pretty much. Um, but yeah, like the sun in Cancer would be like, um, it's like a like your personality is around uh, initiating an emotional response mm. or a, like a, an emotion. It could be an emotion of like, I'm with you we're going to talk about some memories or it could be like initiating joy or initiating um, it's okay to sit in those emotions, but it's also like cancer's the crab. So it's about protection. Mm. Uh, so it's got this hard shell, but soft insides. So cancers don't usually let everyone into their little tight knit family or community all the time. Mm. But um, 
Yeah. But once you're in, you know, they open up more and it's a water sign. So it's about initiating emotion. So it's a cardinal sign. So cardinal signs initiate. So, but then the moon in Leo, would you like to know a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, it's nice to know that like cancer is like pretty nice. Every time I've said like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cancer. Uh, my zodiac sign just like the immediate like <laughs> just people are like oh I feel the same way I feel like there's some bad stigma around being a cancer um, they'll be like you're a crybaby or like what what if, I don't what if I, am? I I literally will like bite you too you know like <laughs> but um you know um we are in a space together where we've come together due to organizing and you know um. I feel like I've had some conversations with you just right before where how organizing and astrology um, can work together or um, have been in relationship together. So can you maybe like tell us a little bit about that? And I don't know. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, thank you. Uh, would it be uh, good to like kind of just go uh, start from the beginning? Like what is astrology? So astrology is the study or the concept that celestial bodies or planets or even stars in space, um, especially the planets, like that their movements um, have an effect on uh, earthly and human events. Mm -hmm. So the planets are pretty predictable for thousands of years or even, you know, since the beginning of time, they've always moved in a predictable mathematical way. And so that... Uh, there's a correlation in their movements and how it affects human beings and their lives. And so um, that's kind of like the basic definition mm -hmm. of astrology. And so uh, when a person's born during cancer season, like yourself or like you, um, that means something. Um, and I, I think that there's a lot that goes into that. I think it's interesting. Um, if you, th I think it's interesting because if you think about the, the time of year that that is, um, it's in the beginning of summer. Um, I think there's something to be said about that uh, in terms of like the, like kind of the warmth or the love and the care that cancer can provide and in initiating like summer or initiating warmth and mm -hmm. care. Um, I think it's interesting that like, also like when the sun is in Scorpio season, uh, I also think it's interesting, like how it relates to people that people during born during Scorpio season, like what's happening during October and November. Um, the ancients said that during Scorpio season, uh, that the sun was in its fall. And then I believe that's actually where we get that name for the season fall mm -hmm. is that, oh, the sun seems like it's falling during this time. So leaves are falling. Uh you know, it's no longer summer, things are kind of getting colder. And so if you have your sun sign in Scorpio, they might not be as warm as like a Leo on the surface, like right away. And I think that's really interesting to think about. And then also preparing for the winter. So Scorpios can sometimes have a like a, a lower expectation, or generally speaking, like a a pessimism and let's see if these actions fall through with this person or something like that. Uh, I'll hold my breath or something or you know, something like that. So mm -hmm. I think that's interesting. Also goes with Capricorn season too, like end of December, early January, like back in the day, like you really had to save your food uh, during that time because you might not have any. And so um, Capricorn's associated with 
the initiation of like how to like allocate energy and resources. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that's interesting to think about like how much energy am I going to put on this or use on this or, you know, and it's also associated with not necessarily have, it can like Capricorns can historically, especially if your moon's in Capricorn, you can go for like a long time with not necessarily having to eat, but have to, but needing to work through like the winter. And I think that's interesting, but there's a lot of things that go into that. You know, I'm thinking about you talking about like the seasons, you know, like, um, how does that work for that parts of the atmosphere that have different seasons, you know? So like Scorpios, I think would be different, right? If Mm -hmm. it's a different season or like, Mm -hmm. or it changed, like, and you all could cut this out later, but like what relationship does that have to do? Yeah, I think that's what the tropical zodiac to get a little bit more technical is based on like traditional tropical north uh the northern hemisphere of it all in astrology Mm. it's based on the seasons so then there's tropical astrology what else is there then uh sidereal okay sidereal which um i'm not like an expert in but i'm a west western tropical hellenistic astrologer we can i can go into that a little bit but um yeah, I, I, I go by an astrology and I use a, an astrology and apply it that uh, it, that most people do these days and it's in line with the season. And um, if we even go before signs and planets, there's actually this thing which a lot of people don't talk about in astrology that's actually really important, which is about um, elements and modalities. Like, so what are the elements? There's water, there's fire, there's earth, uh, there's air, but then there's also modalities like um, it, there's cardinal, um, fixed and mutable signs. So cardinals about initiating. Now we have signs that initiate spring. We have signs that it, that's Aries. We have signs that initiate, um, summer, fall, I believe. Yeah. So like these times and, and so, um, yeah. And then there's signs that kind of like sustain it or fixed. And then there's signs that are kind of like in the middle that are transitioning and they're mutable. Like I know Virgo, Pisces and Sagittarius are, are signs that are mutable signs. They're kind of transitioning and they're in between different seasons. So, <laughs> so how do we bring this back to organizing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So uh, with organizing, um, so the way that I apply astrology and organizing is that, um, okay, so I like to bring it back to the birth chart. So like, what is a birth chart? So a birth chart is that when a person is born from the, their very first breath, if they themselves were able to, or their family was able to, when they were born, they could step outside, they could look at the sky and there would be a map or in this place, like a map or a diagram or a snapshot of the sky when they were born. And the second that they take their breath, that represents the ascendant or the rising sign, which is like their character and their identity and then themselves and their kind of average path that they'll take in this lifetime to achieve what they're supposed to be doing. The sun where it's placed describes their personality and their moon describes their needs. And then all these different planets on this birth chart, it's a circle birth chart. It's divided into 12 different, I guess, slices or 12 different areas of life. Uh, We'll have uh, your planets in different areas of that birth chart. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think it's really interesting because I've read hundreds of charts uh, for people professionally, and even before I was a professional astrologer, because I've been studying this for nine years, um, I I can meet a stranger, and we as long as they know their birth chart, or we can, you know, we can generate and cast their birth chart based on their time and the day they their birthday. Um, I can tell them a bunch of things that I should have no reason to know whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell them where they're the most warm, like where their personality is showing up the most in life. What are their needs? Like, uh, like for example, you, you mentioned you have a moon in Leo. Yeah. So that's a need uh, to, for self-expression. I'm not exactly sure which area of life it is because I would need like your rising sign, mm-hmm. but it is a need for self-expression, creativity, uh, fun, enjoyment, things for fun and enjoyment, like, you know, this podcast and filming and movies, because mm. Leo's the star. It's the, <laughs> it's the fun. Virgo. Based on that 10 a.m. sign, or 10 a.m. time. Okay. Well, I'm, if that... Curious, what, what does that mean, 10, like, rising in Virgo? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know whether your rising is in Virgo, because oh, I okay. would really like to get that time down. But if your rising was in Virgo, mm-hmm. then your rising sign would be, again, your character, your identity, um, the average path that you take in life. And if it's in Virgo, what is Virgo? To sum it up, to be of service, to be mm-hmm. an organizer. Could be, actually, that you were born at 10 a.m., because you are a community organizer, I imagine. And so, yeah, a Virgo needs to be of service. It needs to be of value. Um, there's this kind of little funny thing in astrology, generally speaking, that uh, they need um, someone to fix <laughs> or, some, or something <laughs> or some things to fix and stuff. So they're the troubleshooters and the helpers. Yeah, and I'm going to put that on my resume, like problem solver. No, yeah. I, I would definitely say that's a Virgo my trait for sure. <laughs> I think that was a very like Virgo response to like jobs because Virgo is associated with uh, like daily routines and day jobs and your jobs. So, yeah, definitely. So I, 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 I can vibe with that. You know, I do like I do like routine, uh, which sometimes like in, in the course of my organizing is kind of like um, I think what I run into the most trouble since um, organizing is very dynamic. Um, you know, it's something that, you know, changes day to day. And at any moment, you know, you think you have something figured out. You think you're like, all right, perfect. You know, we've got this down pat. Something upends it. And for me, you know, I mean, if um, according to, um, you know, what you said, like, I'm very much routine oriented, which, yeah, I am. Uh, It's very much like that always like puts me on edge because I'm just like, oh, man, I really wish it was just like a process for all this. But, you know, there isn't, um, you know, especially with organizing. Uh, there just isn't like a process. There isn't, uh, you know, like, oh, follow steps one, two, three for change. Um, you know, it's just something that you have to tackle. Um, so, yeah, you know, pretty, pretty interesting how like that lines up. I think it's interesting going back to like a question you talked about, like about astrology and the seasons and all. And like, when is Virgo season? It's like kind of the transition from summer to fall Mm -hmm. and so it actually even though it likes and it does value routine virgo is flexible when it needs to be but definitely about the tasks and crossing them off and the Mm -hmm. checklist and the routines and keeping a tight uh, fitness and exercise and health routine um but also it can be flexible because it's a mutable sign so Mm -hmm. but yeah but i think like that need for like maybe like something set and not to be changed is like a moon in Leo a little bit. 
like because Leo's a fixed sign. It's about sustaining fire, about mm-hmm. sustaining creativity. When I think of Leo, I think of the performer or I think of the artist, and I think of performers and artists constantly sustaining like their creativity. I wanted to bring back in like I know that you asked like what is technically like astrology, and I kind of defined it for us. Um, I wanted to also talk about the different branches of astrology, uh, especially like under like Hellenistic or traditional um, astrology that I practice that's been, you know, practiced for now 2000 years. Uh, But astrology is older than that. Astrology is probably one of the it it is the oldest like science. It's not just a science, though. I believe like astrology is in. It has empirical components, but it also has like this religious kind of component a little bit empirical, like observations and like recording, like what your observations are. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would never think that astrology is like scientific or empirical, but like for thousands of years, there were like families of sky watchers and people that went out into you know, places where you can watch like the moving stars that they did not know were planets back then in lots of different cultures around the world, but recording their observations, like what happened in the village at this point. Now we have a lot more to work with. Like we can watch like what's happening all over the world. Mm -hmm. Right now it's Libra season. um, And we have seen a, and Libra represents the scales or justice and like equality or equal exchange but in the type of work that we do i equate that a little bit those scales to legislation and like law and there have there has been a lot in the news lately about lawmakers and legislators and um yeah even like relationships in general so yeah but i also wanted to just bring us back really quickly to like the different branches um of astrology so um I, I wanted to say that there is like natal astrology where um, a person has a birth chart from the time that they were born and that where the planets were located in the sky, depending on when, uh, when a person was born, uh, will, ha- will have a lot to say about what a person's life will end up being or mm-hmm. how it will turn out. Um, and then also like what are some certain qualities and characteristics that a person will have based on their rising their sun sign moon all the way down to like saturn and even if you're a modern astrologer like pluto so uh that's like natal astrology like what most astrologers do looking at birth charts and talking to people about it in a like a one-on-one consultation um and then there's also electional astrology electional astrology has been something that's been practiced for thousands of years it's when an it's when an astrologer works with somebody or also can do it on their own if a person just asks them to do it but uh to pick a specific date so the outcome is better for a person so a lot of the way that this happens today is a person will sometimes go to an astrologer if they're into it to like elect the time and the day that they're going to get married, like where's the moon going to be and where's the sun going to be and where is Venus going to be or Jupiter luck or Venus love or even communication like Mercury. And the 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 day and the time that they elect will actually say a lot about like the, su- the success and the outcome of how the relationship or the marriage will go. So can I like mm-hmm. use astrology for if I'm like, planning on an action or a press conference or like sending out an email with like, I don't know, like, can I use it for that? Yes. 
that's how I use it as both a professional astrologer, but also as a uh, community organizer of well over 10 years. Uh, and now, you know, knowing and studying astrology for uh, nine years now, uh, you can certainly use astrology and electing the certain time of day based on the chart. Because even right now, as we're talking and doing this podcast, there's an actual, the planets are moving around in the sky. There's like a rising sign where the sky meets the earth and, you know, there's a horizon. And um, oftentimes when I try to send emails, I'll send emails oftentimes this is this is like a just like a general rule there's a lot more that goes into it but if jupiter's in the seventh house because jupiter is the planet of luck it's also a planet of abundance it's also a planet of fortune of yes Mm. jupiter's a very positive like i want to do things for you so if it's in the seventh house of others who you're sending it to and you have jupiter there they might say yes if you're inviting them to an event or something like that so um yeah and you can use it to elect when you initiate a campaign you can elect when you open a document and you start writing in it and like there's like a rising sign in houses and a birth chart for like uh how that will go so how do you think this podcast is gonna go <laughs> i think this podcast is going great so far <laughs> um, like a bad time to send emails you know i'd really like to know that well, you know what? Actually, even outside of astrology, but it's a little related to astrology. Yeah, like midnight would be a bad time to send an email, like even outside of astrology. What or... if I do it at midnight, but I set it to go out at 8 a.m.? I think like I would go, that would be based off of that 8 a.m. time mm-hmm. more so. Right. Yeah, and I do that actually quite often. I hope yeah. like it wouldn't carry over like to the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bad energy goes with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there's that electing, um, yeah, electing when you're going to have meetings, mm-hmm. when you're going to convene people. If you like have Mars at the top of the chart in like the tenth house of the public, or if you have Mars in the eleventh house of like convening friends or large groups or Saturn and like slowness or Mars, which is like malefic action or sometimes like not the action that you might want. It could also represent like. Um, difficult actions and Mm -hmm. you have it in like the 11th house of like convening friends or something like that um there may be some positives out it uh that come out of it but generally it depends but not usually it also depends on a lot of other things but that's electional astrology electing and uh historically uh there have been figures uh throughout history from uh emperors who had astrologer to even uh not too long ago uh, there were like a biography. There were a few biographies written out that Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan actually had a, an mm-hmm. astrologer named Joanne Quigley. I've seen that too. Yeah, that dis- uh, decided when he was going to have meetings and uh, when he was going to announce that he was going to run for president. And it was uh, even some of his like some of his disgruntled staff would point out like why is he calling meetings at midnight or why is he doing this? And it's because there was an astrologer, uh, you know kind of consulting like when he should start things and even there were certain things like uh that may that weren't like the greatest things about his presidency that he probably should have got more slack for or probably like things should have stuck more to him but it i i don't know if it quite did or if he got like necessarily a lot of slack for it because um yeah, it seems like he got off a lot on a lot of the things that he did. So. I'm curious. Would you would you say that like um, you know um, you know all throughout history and then even like you know in modern times, 
there just seems to be individuals that just seem to like this guy is always in the right place at the right time. It doesn't seem like, uh, you know, um, you know, like anything, anything bad or negative uh, comes their way. Do you, would you like attribute that to astrology as well? Do you think they just like, you know, either they consciously know, uh, you know, have some astro, uh, astrological knowledge or, you know, just by sheer luck, they're just like always. Yeah, it's a great question. I think most people don't necessarily have like a strong like expertise or astrological knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think just like naturally somebody could have been born with uh, something about like maybe the planet of timing or maybe Mercury, their communication and like their reasoning and thinking is like in a really good sign. Like it might be in its home sign, like Mercury is in its home in Gemini or like exalted in Virgo mm -hmm. or like uh, their Saturn, their timing and their work might be at home in like uh, Capricorn or it might be exalted in Libra, you know, and so maybe the, that person just like really has like really good placements. So um, here's like a, I don't know if this is like astrology related, but have you ever gotten like multiple texts from different people at the same time? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So being, have I. Fun thing about being an organizer. Just... Yeah. But the, maybe like for the last hour, you weren't necessarily receiving texts from it like anyone. But then the second oh, like it like turned the, to time, all like things. all the people started reaching out at that time. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I would attribute a little bit of that, if not a lot of that, to astrology. I There are certain planets that rule certain hours, and mm. then every hour is ruled by a certain planet. So uh, sometimes an hour is ruled by like Mercury. And if it's Mercury communication, if it turns that hour, like the minute it turns that hour, you will start receiving all your emails or a lot of your communications all at once. So all of a sudden, they want to <laughs> talk to you, right? <laughs> Sounds yeah. like the worst time to. Definitely. So we went over natal, electional. Uh, really quickly, there's mundane astrology, like world astrology, like like, um, uh, I think it's like a mundane astrology is about observing the astrology of earthly events in the moment, like politics and things like that. Noticing like where are the planets when different like things are happening in like the world back then it used to be probably like what was happening in the village or the community at the time. And now we have like that to work with, but we also have like the world. And so, um, also there's one last astrology, which is really interesting, which I'm studying and getting a little bit better at. It's uh, called horary astrology. It's an astrology that I'm studying a little bit more and becoming a little bit more certified and expert at. But uh, horary astrology is the is the astrology, the branch of astrology where you can go to an astrologer and if you only one time and ask them this question once, mm -hmm. um, like if you're uh missing an item like a wallet or a passport or dare i say a pet um and if the pet got lost you can go to an astrologer and ask them like where is this where is this located and based on the astrologer will cast the chart and based on the chart the stars will have something to say about where it is and i've used this a lot of times um and i've gotten better at it of like when my partner's um you know dad for example like misplaces like maybe a wallet or uh something uh keys and then we can we my partner's also an astrologer and then we like cast a chart and we we try to figure out where it is. Is it in the light? Is it near something warm? Is it near something earthy or wooden? And mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting and fascinating. But um, yeah, I think there's like some role for that in community organizing, but definitely electional and natal astrology, which I want to 
get to at some point. But yeah, I think you were going to say something. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what does, like, does it say, oh, it's going to be under the tree? Or, like, what is, like... It could be near water. Um, it could be near... Uh, it could be in the light. Is it hidden? Um, yeah, there's, like, a lot of different scenarios. What kind of... What kind, well, when you... Give us an example, because I want to, like... Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, like, for example, if there's, like, a... Uh, if you were casting a chart for when somebody's looking for something and a lot of planets are pointing to like the fifth house, it could be near an instrument because the fifth house has to do with like creativity and performance and self-expression. And like, uh, it really depends. You would have to like look at the rising sign and uh, one general rule that I'm kind of like, uh, now learning about is that I believe in horary astrology. The usually the first house is the house of self, but I think in horary astrology the seventh house is the house of the astrologer. I believe the tenth house generally I believe is like what activity is going on, and the fourth house is going to be the result and where at the bottom of the chart of like what the result of it is and things. It's a lot more complicated than that, and like especially the moon is really important in horror astrology because the moon moves the quickest and the fastest out of all the planets from our perspective. It's the closest to earth. So if the moon moves like past Venus or something or past like what you're looking for, it may have already gone and the time may have already passed. But if it's approaching something, then there might still be some time. And so um, some people use horror astrology in relationships like, uh, oh, did I blow with this person? Is there still time? And you can use horror astrology to be like, no, there's still time or the time has already passed. And yeah, the stars are saying like, yeah, time has passed. So. That's scary. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that is yeah. true. That could, th yeah, but it could also be really used in helpful ways to help people. Um, and at some point I want to go back to like how astrology really like simply, especially from the natal perspective like just the birth chart of when you were born like how it can be used in astrology but and you know i was like um you know after a, a lot of this um you know it, it all seems very interesting um you know i started thinking about like you know we always you know bring it back to like well how does astrology connect with organizing and like you know just after everything you've told me and you know uh the, the very little <laughs> i knew beforehand about astrology um you know i would say that people that are into astrology that are um you know um, very either very well versed in it or you know has a um, it's a very important aspect of their life I would say I think that they would be they would do very well in organizing just because I could you know for, like I said from my own personal observation I see that people that you know practice astrology um, I feel like they're very much looking for a community uh, a lot of like you know from like each astrological sign is different and but I feel like they all share a commonality of like empathy of, you know, empathizing and like, you know, getting in touch with like, you know, recognizing your own emotions, your own feelings. And I think that it like, you know, that extends to outwards. And that's why they're always very excited to find out like, well, what's your astrological sign? What's your moon? What's your sign? I think, you know, they're, it's very exciting to learn that about another person. And, you know, like I said, like that, that search for community is, um, you know, something they can find in organizing as well. And, you know, on, on, you know, on another, in another aspect of that, I think like, you know, um, I don't know if like our generation, you know, generation Z or millennial like myself are like, you know, more 
um, uh, more like, you know, practitioners of astrology than any other one in the past. But I would say that like, it's much more prevalent than ours. And I think it's because just like the situations we find ourselves in now, um, you know, the very unique moment I feel like we're in history. I think there's like a lot of feeling of like, um, you know, losing control, not knowing what's going to happen, uh, just, um, uh, you know, fear, fear for the future. And I feel like astrology is something that, you know, um, uh, the majority of us, you know, reach out for because it gives us that, like that feeling of, of control. Like you had mentioned, like it's something that is almost mathematical. It's, um, you know, it's, it's based on the planets that, you know, they're, they've been there as old as time itself, practically. So, you know, and I feel like, you know, if that's what, you know, astrology gives to you, um, you know, community organizing does the same thing, you know, it's, um, it's a little bit of control, it's a little bit of, um, you know, uh, you know, that like that little bit of naivete that I think that like every community organizer should have, where it's like, you know, we think to ourselves, like, it can be better. And I think I don't have to, you know, be at the whim and at the, uh, at the control of forces outside of me. I feel like I can affect change even if it's in my own community or if it's in my own, you know, just your own apartment complex, your own neighborhood. Uh, you know, I'm, and I'm curious, you know, what do you think about that? Um, you know, that connection between, you know, how astrology, you know, is much more prevalent now. And then on top, you know, on top of that as well, um, you know, uh, our generation and the subsequent one are much more socially conscious. Yeah, definitely. I think there was a lot that you touched on uh, really quickly. I think that uh, certain generations are a little bit more prone uh, to astrology. There are planets that are associated with generations. Like the moon's not going to be necessarily associated with generation because it the moon sign changes every two and a half days. Mm. But like planets like Jupiter your Jupiter sign's pretty much the same sign as everybody in your grade growing up because Jupiter spends one year in a sign. Saturn spends two and a half years in a sign. So anybody like roughly around two and a half years, uh, give or take plus or minus from you has the same Saturn sign, which has to do with like about restructuring and lessons and, and responsibility and duty and like your approach to like work a little bit more, mm. uh, but even farther out, uh, like Pluto, like, uh, Pluto spends about sometimes like 13 to like 18 years in a sign. And, um, I think a lot of us grew up with like, I think millennials off a lot of them grew up with like Pluto and Scorpio. Scorpio is a very, uh, spiritual sign that's associated with like finding out like the hidden details and the hidden knowledge or the occult studies. And then like right after that was Pluto and Sag, which has to do with like institutional spirituality or religion and also teaching. So I find it that a lot of Gen Zers have Pluto and Sagittarius and they're teaching a lot of people through like TikTok, for example. Um, as a previously, like, like the millennials were doing all the researching and, and finding out a lot of the things and, you know, the advent of the internet a little bit more in the, like the early to late nineties and things like that. But then like came Pluto and Sag is like, okay, now that we have that knowledge, how do we disseminate it? And how do we teach other people with it? So there are certainly generational planets. I think astrology can really quickly be used to, uh, control outcomes. <laughs> it can be uh, used to like, um, tell people, uh, as a community organizer, there's a lot of guesswork that goes on. Like when I first meet a person in the community, there's a lot of like questions and a lot of things that I have to get to. Uh, just kind of like also a therapist, like when you first meet a therapist, they don't know the client, a lot of things. But if I have a birth chart in front of me, it will tell me a lot of things about 
how is it, what is their communication style? What do they value? Sometimes I may think what their needs are, but astrology will actually tell you their moon sign, like what do they actually need? Mm-hmm. Um, and like their sun sign, like their personality and the warmth that they're going to show up and things like that. So there are, yeah, there's not a, you don't need a whole lot of guesswork with uh, astrology. And I think like a lot of people and organizers can use astrology in that way. So, yeah. All right, y'all. So today was a lot. <laughs> not gonna lie. Yeah. And you know, I know there's gonna be a second episode, and um, I know you'll educate us a lot more on that one too. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and close out right here. Um, you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, but you can also follow us on our socials at ICI IC4 IJ. And yeah, like, yeah, it'll be cool. Thanks, y'all.